Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? I am curious to see how conference realignment is the day we release this episode. <laughs> if things have changed that's, already. That's the, uh, the trouble with recording this and releasing it in advance or recording in advance of the release um, because we had heard possibly uh, the shoot, the other shoot to drop with uh pack 12 pack 12 school joining the big 12 could have happened Monday or Tuesday of last week into July, beginning of August. Um, so we might talk about Arizona as if it's like future state, like that's a week old now. So just the, uh, the risk we're going to take tonight. Well, I, I want to, something just popped up. Uh, John Kurtz, who I follow on Twitter. He's really connected to the, you mean on X Kansas state scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. We didn't even talk about that last time. (sighs) It's going to be kind of like the tech cafe, AKA the spoon. It's like been Tech Cafe for 20-something years probably, but people still, we still call it the spoon here in Lubbock. So it's just going to be that. It's just going to be, well, I've been on X, a.k.a. Twitter this afternoon. But John Kurtz, he posted this, um, and I don't think I'd known this completely, but so bear with me. I'm going to read the whole thing just because it's you're good. need some context. <clears throat> so USC and UCLA had just announced their impending departures from the league. In an attempt to preserve his conference, Klavkov wanted to know if Big 12 administrators were still interested in a proposal that Commissioner Bob Bowlesby made to the Pac-12 a year before. After Oklahoma and Texas announced their departure from the Big 12, Bowlesby visited Klavkov for an in-person meeting about a partnership or merger of the two leagues, Klavikov turned it down. A year later, here he was calling to accept it. Big 12 officials, having settled into their new reality and with four new members on the way, declined. Quote, it was a short conversation, <laughs> says one Big 12 official with knowledge of the talks. Uh, one word. George? Yeah. <laughs> a little late, George. I mean, I don't even like it when that happens in my professional life. Like we, we give someone a back of the napkin number or estimate and then like eight months later, okay, we're, we're ready to do that now. We're ready to do what? What are you even talking about? Oh, that estimate's no longer accurate because of market <laughs> yeah, adjustments. Yeah, hang on a second. That's happening. Hang on a second. 
have you seen the lead times on some of these things anyway uh so yeah it's just more more pack 12 nine pack niner pack it in pack it up pack it in this is how it ends like it's interesting like there are a handful of schools that I feel confident will land on their feet, like Oregon, Washington, Arizona State, Utah, even like they've all got places that they could probably end up and not be relegated to group of five. But like, it's interesting as a whole, as a conference to be so devalued that like literally the sum of their parts isn't worth like the pieces broken up to three different conferences. Oh yeah. And I don't know who else sees it. I mean, I, I think Klyavkov maybe was, was accepting it and was trying to, trying to figure it out and, and save some kind of job for himself. Cause why would you, why would you as the commissioner opt for a, a merger if there wasn't also some benefit in your conference dissolving anyways? Sucks to suck, but Colorado, welcome to the Big Twelve. Welcome back to relevance. We love to twelve. Have a you. Twelve years in the desert. Twelve Literally. years wandering, wandering in the desert, just eating the crumbs that UCLA and USC allowed you to have. Should we? Uh, should we recap those twelve years, Michael? What they've looked like for Colorado? I think so because it's like it's we been we kind of rough. It's been rough. Well, kind of what we alluded to last time was by the time we became fans, it had already started. The decline had begun for Colorado football. And I they had a lot of success in the 90s. They have a pretty storied program. Um, I know that they, I think they're the favorite team that they liked playing. They know their UT or OU or whatever was Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And so those two teams were really good at the same time. Yes. And so that, that was a team that they really enjoyed playing. And then of course that all went away eventually, but, but yeah, in, in the last 12 years, they've amassed in football. So, so we're going to cover kind of the big three because they do not have baseball. So um, that's the big three in this case is going to be football and men's and women's basketball. We'll just kind of glance through, catch you guys up on what they've done in the last 12 years. Uh, and in football, it's not a whole lot. So I think that's not anything that's going to surprise anybody. I'm not saying this to be mean because, Hey, we've all been through a rough decade here and there. <laughs> we've all had a um, rough batch. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just, just, Take this knowing the source. Um, But anyway, since leaving the Big 12, which Texas Tech and Colorado are a dead even five and five. They've played each other 10 times since 1962, and they are five and five with no ties. So whatever happens next year, if we get to play them, who knows even how that's going to go, then that's going to ruin the even Steven we've got going on there. But Overall record of 48 and 94. Ooh. So that's a 34% winning percentage. A conference record, 27 to 76. 
it's almost like a typo. It's like, was that, was that inverted? No, no, no. 27 no, no, no. 76. So it's like a 26% winning record. They, But what's so bizarre about all this, Spencer, is somehow in this 12 years of really a bad stretch of football, I'm sorry, guys, that's what it is, 2016, out of nowhere, here comes your 10 and 4 Colorado Buffaloes who get their tails handed to them in the Pac-12 championship game, 41 to 10. And then they go on to get their tails handed to them against Big 12 foe, Oklahoma State, in the Alamo Bowl. And that was one of only two bowl appearances of that entire 12 years. The second bowl appearance came in 2020 when the Pac-12 played a whopping five games before there were bowl bids. So they were a four and one bowl team and they lost 55 to 23 in the Alamo bowl again to another big 12 team again of Texas. So in that stretch, 12 years, 11 seasons with five wins or less and Mm -hmm. There were some three-win season. There was a three-win season. One-win four, season. Four wins. Yeah, a, two one-win seasons. There was one in 2012 and last year. I didn't realize there was they two. Went, Golly. D- during that stretch, they had one Ofer season in conference play. So they they were 2-10 in 2014, and they were 0-9 in conference play that year. But then the... No, I'm 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 not right. Hang on a second. So they went two and ten in twenty in twenty fourteen, four and nine in twenty fifteen, won one conference game that year, and then out of absolutely nowhere, they won ten games the year after that and went eight and one in conference play. And then they haven't even scraped close to that since then. So I wonder what happened. Sanders has his work cut out for him. You know, I don't, yeah, I wonder too. I, I feel like if I were the NCAA, I would have immediately started investigating that 2016 team. Cause that I mean, is bizarre. everybody would want to investigate. Like if you're having a losing season, like what did, what did Colorado do to bounce back? To, like, <laughs> yeah, what that's a good point. Adopt? What did they do? <laughs> what can we do? What can we do to avoid the, the precipitous drop off from 10 wins back to, to one? Couple yes, years later, because that's what that's, it wasn't that dramatic, but it was pretty darn dramatic. They so they went ten and four, and then they went five and seven, three years in a row after that. Yeah, well, and that ten and four, it was a ten and two season, and they lost the the championship game, their yeah. their, their conference championship game, and then their bowl game. So like, like had we gotten to ten and two as a season, like it'd be really freaking fantastic, and then to lose those last two the way you did, like that kind of sucks. Yes. That right. hurt. So I, that that's where football's been. It's been Bad. not good. It's do been you not think, good. Um, he's got some time, but do you think Sanders is is a is an answer there? He's definitely intriguing, and I, I say as an outsider fan, I love the hire. Um, I, I think after going through after winning 48 games in 12 seasons, 
I think I'd be up for whatever. Sure. So I, I, I'm not going to speak for Buffalo's bus fans, but I would imagine that they're kind of like, sure, let's give it a shot. So I, I don't know for sure if he's the answer, but he's definitely intriguing. He's got, he's got them buzzing. We saw what he was able to pull for a spring game when it was cold as hell and got ESPN there, got Chris Fowler on the field. He's wearing his cowboy hat. He doesn't have a jacket on. It's like 19 degrees or whatever it was. Uh, the, the stadium is packed, absolutely packed. These these fans are just dying to have a, a, a good, relevant football team, and they're a, the fans are a perfect fit for the Big 12 because we're all actual fans of sports here. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what he, what he did, where was he? Jackson state. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, what he did there was, was really impressive with a limited amount of resources. And now he's going to have more resources, obviously. And if, if he starts to get more success, you know, that'll, that'll come even in greater bunches. Um, he does have a, I, I, I mean, having Dion Sanders come to your house. That's That'd kind of pretty impressive, big, right? Big freaking deal. You know, as a, as a parent, as a, as a kid, um, you know, I, I think, I don't think he's so far removed from the game that the, the kids don't know who he is or, or what he did as, as a pro um, in, in two, in two sports. So I think there's a there's some there's some chance for some momentum to be made there, but I don't I don't know yet. I I don't know. I I think he might have approached his uh, he kind of came in as a hard ass right away, right, and that I mean, might have to, like, set him back a little bit. Send everybody packing. Yeah, but he's got a plan and if he, maybe if he sticks with it, it'll work out. But uh, either way, I I just say this as a fan from afar, it's going to be fun to watch. And then I was going to be paying attention to him anyway. And then now they're part of the conference next year. And so I'll be paying t- attention to them even more this year to see, you know, what, what they might be bringing into the big 12. Uh, so if you want, we can go into basketball too. They've got a, We'll start with the women's basketball because they've had a pretty darn good last couple of years. So last two years, they had only nine losses and they made it to the tourney both years. I think they went out pretty early though, unfortunately, but uh, the head coach there is J.R. Payne, who's entering the seventh season there overall record 206 to 169. So about 55% of their games they've won in the pack 12 and then conference record 79 to 132. So about 37% on the conference record, but the last two years they've, they've really done well. So, um, you know, there could be some momentum there that they can bring to a basketball, a really strong basketball conference. And like I said, 25 and nine last year, 22 and nine the year before. And then uh, the past two years in conference play, they were 12 and five and nine and seven. 
Uh, so look out, Coach Gerlich. Looks like uh, the Buffs may have pretty solid basketball team coming in. And then on the men's side, this is really interesting to me. Coach Tad Boyle has been in, in Colorado since 2010. So his first season there was their last season in the Big 12. So welcome back, Coach. Welcome. Glad. I know. And, and just the so he's entering his 14th season there. Really impressive, especially in today's athletics. And and you know, he's had it's not like he's ever had a real stinker of a season. I'm sure there's probably some fans who might be frustrated or something, but uh here and there. But yeah, in that 12-year stretch, he kept the buffs to five NCAA tourney appearances in 12 seasons. Uh, one of the seasons they finished number 22 in the APP or in the AP poll. And that was, let's see, 20, that was the 2020 season. So, you know, take that for what it is, but, oh no, that was the season that started in 2020. So my bad. So that's the 20 slash 21 season. Um, so their overall record in those 12 years that they've, since they've been gone, uh, they're 248 and 158. So they've won 61% of their games. And then they are 118 and 104 in conference play. So they've won 53% of their conference games. So really, uh, you know, pretty strong showing you know their last really good year was that 2021 year 20 dash 21 year mm-hmm. they were 23 and 9 and 14 and 6 in pac 12 play uh the year after that they were 21 and 12 12 and 8 in conference play and then last year fell off just a little bit 18 and 17 and 8 and 12 in conference play so you know an, another pretty good program coming in with a a really, you know, a super long tenured coach. I guess he would be number two behind Scott Drew only and self, maybe. I mean, I think those three are going to be really close on having the longest run at, at schools. I'm not sure how long Dixon's been around. It seems like he's been around a long time, but uh, it's just not every day you, you get a coach that has uh, that much staying power. But it's, uh, you know, the more I look at Colorado, yeah, I know football is kind of a wild card, but it's it's definitely going to be entertaining and the fans are there. But, man, these basketball programs, I think they're going to fit right in immediately. Yeah, they definitely have uh, the foundation there to be competitive and, and maybe even successful in the league early on um, with what yeah. they've done since they left the Big 12. but stepping back in should be interesting because it, the big 12 basketball now is not what it was when, when they left. No, you're, yeah, you're right. It's a completely different landscape. You know, part of it's the teams, but a lot of it's just the teams that weren't that great or weren't that focused on it, uh, have found a way to build success and to, and to build momentum and to get, get recruits and get some really good players coming in. So, 
yeah, I, I'm sure they're kind of excited, especially on the women's side to be in a, a, a team that's gone back to back NCAA tourneys. They're probably, you know, looking at the big 12 thinking, man, well, let's show them what we can do there too. So i I think basketball wise, I'm, I'm legit excited about it, about both of these teams coming into the conference and then football too. It'll, it'll, it'll be great. It's going to be great. And then, you know, so do you think, you think we're heading to Arizona? Is that, is that where the tea leaves are? I think so. Um, It would be interesting to see if, if Arizona state is coming along with them. If they, if it does end up being Arizona, does Arizona state come and uh, what other dominoes fall after that? But it, the smoke was pointing to another Pac-12 school coming to the Big 12. And we've heard the most from um, it being Arizona. So I think they fit. I think culturally it, it kind of fits along with uh, some of our more Southern members, at least historically with uh, Big 12. I mean, obviously Texas Tech was in the border conference with Arizona, I guarantee this was like a hundred years ago, just about. Uh, I think it, it was, was a while. Thirty-two to what, what did we say last time? Fifty-six or fifty-seven. Um, so it's yeah. been seventy years since Arizona and Texas Tech were in the same conference, but um, I mean, I don't know. It makes sense. Uh, my, uh, I have a first cousin once removed or however that works. It's my mom's cousin. Her son is a freshman at Arizona and he's on the men's soccer team. Goalkeeper, goalie for them. I wish, I mean, I don't know why I need to look into what all big 12 teams have men's soccer. Cause I don't know if there's a, if there's very many that do. I'd I imagine if, Texas does. Cause they have everything. I think if they have a team, it's going to be like a club team and they'll have to compete independently, yeah. which is something to consider. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a huge aspect of, of, you know, those athletes decisions to go to that school is like, I'm going to compete against other top notch programs and big 12 doesn't offer that, but Colorado doesn't play baseball. Iowa State does not play baseball. It's doable without them, I guess. Yeah. People make it work. In terms of uh, Arizona and the history of Texas Tech, Michael, it's not good. Not good for the Wildcats, at least. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, then uh, I want to hear more about it. Texas Tech and Arizona have, the football teams have met on the field 33 times. Texas Tech owns the the... The head-to-head matchups, 26-5-2. That is a win percentage, Michael, of 818 in favor 26, of 26-5-2. Isn't that a isn't that a Chicago song? <laughs> Don't know Chicago well enough, man. Okay, it's not that. It's uh hang on a second. 26 or hang on. While you're looking yeah, at Yeah, 20 oh, 26 okay. or 6 to 4. That's the name of the song. Oh. 25 or 6 to 4. It's close. 26, five and two. 
25 um, or six to four. Longest win streak in the in the series was Texas Tech going fifteen and zero from thirty seven to fifty eight. Gosh, we all remember that. That felt good, didn't it? Largest margin of victory was in fifty one. Texas Tech won forty one to zero. Largest margin of victory for Arizona was thirty five nineteen, and that was in eighty eight. So not even when Kalen Balaj you know, ran all over us. The best wins are those are that those was Arizona wins State. That are, Golly. The best wins are those wins between World War One and Two. Those are those are really Yeah. I guess I should specify the end of World War Two. V E Day to be most specific. Those are the best ones. Well, Texas Tech was undefeated uh in that span. There was there was a tie in that in seven seven tie in uh nineteen thirty six. Man. Arizona didn't get their tr- first true victory against Tech until 59. And it was a 30 to 26 Gosh. victory in their favor. Is that Eisenhower? Is that you their first? I feel like Eisenhower came up on the <laughs> a couple recordings ago. Yeah. And then it was. Uh, I think that's right. Tech responded, winning four straight. Uh, Arizona won in 75 by four points, and then Tech won the next three. Arizona won one in 88. 88. Spike Dykes responded in 89 with a win there. and then Oh, they had a home and home in yeah. the 80s, the late 80s? 88, 89. And then they didn't play each other again until uh, 2019. That Matt Wells, Kevin Sumlin game. Tech lost. Colin Schooler. That's the Colin Schooler game. Yeah, he was playing for the Wildcats in that one. Uh-huh. That's right. But, so see, Matt Wells could recruit guys. It just he has he just really likes transfers. But I say he his success rate on transfers is pretty pretty darn good. Whether or not that was sustainable, like like obviously right. I don't think that would have been like you can't build a program on that. And how, how much longer would that, that hit rate would have lasted? Uh, not so sure. But his uh, in-game decision-making, kicking a field goal and second down, losing a winnable game at home versus Kansas State. It just, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, I think, about Tech was 4-0, and I think, in one possession games last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't McGuire. want to go back. But I mean, I think that would be they were probably like one and seven in the same category in eighteen and nineteen. My memory says there weren't that many one possession games. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they weren't. When did uh when did uh Wells take over? Was that seventeen? No, it wasn't. It was eighteen. Cause um no. I think it, it was, was 19. Because it was 19, 20, and 21 were his seasons. All right. Just he got fired in 21. Four and eight. Um, let's see. Not a one-possession game. Not a one-possession game. Oklahoma State was at 10 points. It was a win. All right. Here's a one-possession game. Uh, three points. We lost to Baylor. Three points. We lost okay. to Kansas. You don't lose to Kansas. 
0 and 2. Two points, you lost to TCU. Three points, you lost to Kansas State. He was 0 and 4 in one possession games in year one, which I think we're like, okay, that's something to build off of. Grasping for any kind of positivity. 20 and 20, you're 4 and 6. <sighs> one possession game versus Houston Baptist. You did win that one. Um, that's true one possession game that you lost in overtime to Texas uh, yes that one hurt one possession game one touchdown game but you won that one versus West Virginia uh, well he had their number one possession victory over Baylor one possession lost Oklahoma State one possession win over Kansas. So he's getting the one possession game okay. in the right direction in year two. So he was what? One, one and oh, one and one, two and one, three and one, three and two. He was four and two in one possession games in year two. Okay. I, I think I am misremembering things because he was four and six so far yeah i think so one-on-one possession game versus stephen f austin that was fun yep so he's what's that now six and four yeah i think so seven and four is a victory over west virginia seven and five kansas state lost to kansas state and then that's then and that was it. that was it. That was the end end of transmission. Seven and five in one possession games. I'm I'm gonna look it up. I'm trying to see what what the we had a we had a pretty good leading on Kansas State, didn't we? Um oh, good lord, we were up twenty four to zero. Yeah, it's twenty four to nothing, wasn't it? Yeah, we were done scoring in the second quarter. Yeah, I think they scored twenty five unanswered. They went 10, 9, and 6 in the second, third, and fourth quarters. No, we yeah. it was uh, it was 14-0. Deuce Vaughn scored to get a 14-7. Then we can get 21-7, 21-10, 24-10, 24 to 12 with 12.5 minutes to go in the third quarter. All right, that's fun. Um, that was a fun also game. we lost two weeks or three weeks earlier, seventy to thirty-five to Texas in Austin. Yeah, that was so fun. that doesn't help things. Also lost fifty-two to thirty-one the week two weeks before this. Yeah, I was just looking at the, at, at the one possession games, but there were some that were not one possession games. Yeah, no, no, <sighs> they were. Yeah. This Four chair games. is like groaning as if it's old, as old as I am. I try to adjust and it's like, which I'm sure everybody can hear that, but all right. Hey, um, speaking of exciting football. Oh yeah. Have you ever watched one of these Nickelodeon alternate football telecasts like NFL telecasts? No, I haven't. Uh, I happened to catch, I think it was a Cowboys game last year. They telecast on, it's just a, is it a simulcast? a simulcast, really? Yeah. So you just switch over to Nickelodeon, 
And then they have all this um, CGI slime and stuff spraying when, when people score and there's like kids sideline reporters and all these cool different things that they do to kind of just make it more exciting and more kind of interesting for kids. Why? And I will say that was probably, well, I, it works. So um, they're going to do it for the Super Bowl this year, which is what's really interesting about all this stuff. And so um, I remember vividly, like my daughter actually watched some of the Cowboys with me that day because of all the cool stuff that was going on. Like I made a big deal out of it and she sat and watched it with me because she's, she can kind of take her leave football and sometimes she calls it different names and I think she's just messing with me. <laughs> but I also just think she doesn't care. Like the only sport she looks at every time and it's soccer, she knows soccer. Yep. But she'll call football, basketball. She'll call baseball, football. She'll, she'll, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's all interchangeable to her except for soccer. And I'm like, I think part of it, she's, she knows what she's doing. And the other part is just, she just is refuses to learn it because she doesn't care. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. Someday I'll like basketball. I swear of all the ones, that's the one I think she dislikes watching the most, which blows my mind. Hmm. We'll go to a basketball game and we'll be in the third quarter and she'll be like, can we leave? <laughs> come on. So Nickelodeon, I guess, debuted this in 2021 in a wild card game. And then returned for a Christmas yes. Day game the past two se- two seasons. But like you said, they're going to have a super slime-covered Super Bowl in Las Vegas. And they, I think they do something where it's like the Nickelodeon valuable player. I think you get, I don't know how they tally it or if, if it's voted on or what, but if you win it, they send you like a vat of slime that is then dumped on you at, in your practice the next week or something. So since it's the Super Bowl, that was one of the first things I saw on Twitter is like, well, are they going to do the MVP thing? Because it'll be the end of the season. We're not going to get the... Anyway, if if you get a chance to check it out, I think it's worth it. I, I'll try to watch some of it with with my... Oh man, she'll be a first grader. I'm um, not ready. I'm going to have a fourth grader, man. Oh, my gosh. These kids. It's too All fast. Right. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. You went to, you made the trip out to Olton to see the new uh, new digs at Rojino, yeah? Yes. Yeah, I went to Rojino this week. I've had it on the calendar for months, and it just I had to keep pushing it and pushing it because we had stuff going on vacations and all sorts of different things. And finally... Made the nice drive out there on Saturday. Hit it at about eleven fifteen, which was perfect. Did you was, order ahead? The line, the line was no, I, I didn't this time. I just thought we're just going in and we're going to get what they have, and it's going to be great. We're not worried about it. Which they had a full menu for sure because they eleven fifteen, yeah. But they yeah. they've recently done away with the uh, like eleven to sell out, right? They're 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 maintaining a full menu all day. I think it's they're open till eight, but I I'm not. A hundred percent sure if that's that just the, the restaurant market? and the market, right? I know uh, the market would be open till eight, which makes sense. That little market is really cool, um, especially for folks in Olton. If if you are in Olton or near it, and you're into barbecuing and smoking, definitely go there. They've got seasonings, they've got 
they've even got some bags of charcoal to get you by, you know, if you can't make it to somewhere that sells charcoal close by. Um, lots of great seasonings. I mean, good old 16 mesh, black pepper, Fiesta oh, brand seasonings, that. all the Fiesta stuff. Uh, they have pre-cooked meat there in the freezer that you can heat up. If you don't want to do the smoking, they have fresh meat. They had fresh steaks and pork chops and skirt steaks. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a great little store. I mean, it's, you can definitely get something to cook for the weekend or whatever without having to go somewhere else. So the store is really cool. Uh, that's the first time. Cause we didn't even make it out there before they opened the new location. So um, I, my, I had a brisket. I got like the quote unquote most boring thing you could think of. I got a chopped brisket sandwich and beans. That's fantastic though. They're brisket I, I know, I know. Oh, I know. I mean, it's not, I, I didn't get anything. They had something called, I forgot what it was called, but it had a really cool name, but it was basically a pulled pork sandwich with some sort of like sweet peach syrup or peach jelly on it on Texas toast. It's like, it was like a peach pig sandwich or something. Man, I can't remember what it was called. And I thought, well, that sounds really good, but I just really want a chopped brisket sandwich. And it my, was excellent, man. My go-to is always the two meat plate with burn ends and the jalapeno cheddar sausage. Oh, that's nice. It's a lot we, on your gallbladder, I found out. We had, <laughs> yes, it is. It's a very heavy We meal. had, uh, my wife and daughter shared a two meat plate of pork ribs and turkey. Their turkeys really because good. you know she's she's six and she's still she she will eat a lot of stuff that I cook off the grill which is great but we've discovered recently we went to Rudy's a while back and she just kind of devoured some turkey and we thought okay well we'll get that when we go there and she did it again I don't know if, how much turkey my wife ate my little six year old was taking care of the rest of it and she had some ribs uh, too so. Good on her for for trying some different things, but man, it was really delicious. Nice little drive. It's a it's a solid one hour drive. Yeah, but but if you're listening to an audiobook, man, you need some time on the on the on the road. Anyways, it blows by, man. I mean, it's it's God's country out there. You're driving in between miles and miles of cotton fields, and you're going through Slade and all this kind of stuff. So. It's yeah, definitely yeah. worth the trip. And if you go here in a couple months, those fields will be white. Yeah. The, the harvest bloom and defoliation. Oh, yeah. Be active. Although if, if you have, if you suffer from cotton allergies like myself, then maybe that's not the time to go out there. <laughs> so. Yeah. October is kind of rough at, in it's our house now. Beautiful, beautiful weather out here in West Texas, but the cotton <laughs> harvest is rough on the allergies. Yeah, it gets, it gets us. <laughs> I need to see if, uh, if I can get Samantha and the family out there. Um, she, she likes barbecue. I recently, uh, tried my hand at, um, essentially a Texas Twinkie, which is a staple when I go out to Reino too, which is a cream cheese and brisket stuffed jalapeno wrapped in bacon. But I did, um, uh, smoked cream cheese and some leftover pulled pork. Oh man. And the jalapeno wrapped in bacon. And then I put that back on the smoker. Those were fantastic. Um, 
Yeah, you had to get the, like the jumbo jalapenos from United to make it work, but it works out, man. You, you get the big, uh, you know, eight big jalapenos. You can get in the full, most of the full block of, of, of cream cheese in there. Uh, if you like, you can do like eight slices of, sorry, 16 slices of bacon, two, two slices per, per pepper, about an ounce each of cream cheese and pulled pork in each pepper. So it's, if you're trying to count calories, it's not super great, but it's easy. Like it's one ounce of cream cheese. It's one ounce of pepper of, of your meat. Sorry. Two slices of bacon. I mean, you don't need to like load up on these things, but <laughs> One with your, your, you know, as a, as a, as a side or something. Don't much, replace them with much your grilled chicken breast for the week. Much better <laughs> yeah, than mac and yeah. cheese. If you, the, I think, I think through our, our, our journey so far of, of at least tracking our, our calories and trying to keep track of all that kind of stuff. Mac and cheese was the, the biggest eye opener. Like we knew it was bad. It was like, we didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> well, um, and then the portions of mac and cheese that I'm able to consume is even what makes it worse? Yeah, because I I think a, I think a box. If you go by the the portions of a box, it should it makes at least three portions. That sounds um, right. But even then, like like a third of a box is to like four hundred and fifty calories. Like it's like that may as well have been your your entree. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I, I, we don't. This isn't going to turn into a, a dieting or nutrition podcast or dietetics, but. No, uh, I'm, I'm not an expert on, and I'm not, I'm not doing it. Like I'm just, I'm using this, this app to, to track everything we're doing, uh, and trying to make better decisions. And this is something I, 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 I will, I will give up my wife and I, I credit here on this. We're not dieting. We're not doing some kind of named or specialized diet where we eliminate something. Um, you are making lifestyle changes which from all the people that, that have, have talked about it, it says like, you know, if you're not able to, to give up cheeseburgers or pizza or ice cream, then it's unsustainable if that's what your meal plan is going to look like. If you can't give it up, like you just need to figure out ways that you can fit it in in moderation, right? Yeah. So yes. it's like, so it's like our, we, we haven't stopped eating out, but when we eat out, we make better choices, we don't gorge ourselves on chips and salsa at Garcia's waiting on our meal. We don't get the chimichanga. We don't get the, uh, <laughs> yeah. The cheese enchiladas covered in queso. We don't, um, don't get the double decker, double meat cheeseburger with bacon. Um, you know, so we still get the, we still enjoy eating out, but like we, we do it with better, better meals. Anyways, again, not, I'm just saying like, I think we were, we're setting ourselves up to be successful here more so than if we're like, Hey, we're doing keto and we're going to, we're going to have this crash diet and we're going to, or we're doing, we're going carb free or paleo or yeah. Adkins, whatever. They all have their own merits. But I think for us, the elimination style diets are just don't work, but they don't work for me either. It's, it's, it's all about moderation, which I have trouble with too, but tracking helps elimination yeah, and elimination has never been successful for me. Even I'll tell you one thing: the fact that I've I've learned that lactose does not like me, that has cut out a lot of bad foods for me. Yeah. So that that that's 
that pretty much does away with pizza and it does away with cheeseburgers. I'm, I've talked about that. So I'm enjoying the, the world of hamburgers. Mm-hmm. It does away with a lot of Italian food just in general. Yeah. And Mexican food's really tough. Because one of my favorite Mexican food things was cheese enchiladas. And so I don't get those very much anymore unless I've got like a bottle of lactate handy. <laughs> Anyways. Um, oh, 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 one thing I was going to say on that, just um, even if you're not using like an, an app to track like calories and macros on that kind of stuff, which you can do when we do, but like even just keeping a record of what you're eating throughout the day or like if you snack on something, like realize, oh, I've already had two snacks today or I've, I've yeah like I've had four slices of pizza like I didn't like without even realizing I, I I would I would overeat um kind of mindlessly so yes. anyways that's uh Spencer's health tip for the for the week uh let's wrap this up Michael um I have a couple of baseball movies to get to you so you can continue your your baseball movie quest the Natural and Trouble with the Curve are on deck this week. Both high-definition Blu-rays. Oh, that's that's wonderful. You can watch them on Can't your Xbox. Can't wait to watch. In the living room and not be interrupted because I know you're, you're living the bachelor life this week. That's right. I don't know what to do with myself. Stay up late like we're doing tonight. Yeah. Even though Past I, I, midnight. I need to get to bed. <laughs> I got a little one. Samantha's probably fuming mad at me or sleeping. We'll see. Anyways, that'll do it for us in 23 Personnel Podcast. Welcome back, Colorado. Possibly even welcome back, Arizona, by the time this hits your feeds. Fall camp is underway. First game is just a couple weeks out. We're going to get to our previews here starting pretty soon and then get you our predictions. Uh, But, guys, it's time for football. All right, that'll do it for us. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.